Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan Lexi here. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Oh, sorry. I had to say that twice because words. Um, but anyway, I love podcasting with you, by the way, <laughs> I think I told you that, but different my podcasting with your husband, three hours of attempting to podcast that I put in with my husband. He just informed me we have to do it all over again. Anyways. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're not super high class here at the, nope, <laughs> but anyways, thanks for listening and hanging in there with us. Oh, okay. Icebreaker. So I thought of one the other night. Um, one thing that you've splurged on that's been worth it. Mm-hmm. Cause we mm-hmm. both try to be pretty frugal in what mm-hmm. we buy and budget minded and all that. But there are those certain things that you like went for a long time or you're like, okay, this will be mm-hmm. worth saving up for. Okay. Do you have one of those things, something that you've saved up for or splurged on? Yeah, yeah, I do have something that I'm thinking of, actually. It's a good time of year to talk about it, was um, the Carhartt jackets we got the boys last year. Yeah. I just kind of do, like, whatever was 20 bucks or less from the season before. I just snag it for the next year. But my boys, those puffy jackets are really popular right now. And I think one of my boys went through three last year before I finally just broke down and was like, I'm just doing the Carhartts. Yeah. So um, they are more expensive, but man, they are holding oh, up yeah. so well. I'm so happy. Yeah. So it was I, totally remember, worth- I remember you talking to me about those last year. We have mm-hmm. the Bernie brand. of Yeah. Those. yeah. Um, and I think they're maybe a little bit cheaper than Carhartt, but not a ton, but it's made of that out of that same super heavy canvas that you literally mm-hmm. put and cut with scissors. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it's very worth it for little boys, especially ones that play outside a lot. Does Jared have the jacket too? Yes. He has a Carhartt jacket that he wears for like working outside. Um, but honestly, most of the time in the winter for warmth, he wears, he has like a wool button up shirt that he wears like layers. So, okay. he'll, so he'll wear just like a long sleeve shirt and that wool shirt most of the time in the winter. But if he's Brian, working or hunting or something, he'll wear a Carhartt. Brian wants um, Carhartt pants and jacket. He mentioned that to me. So I just didn't know. I don't know of any guys. I guess I could ask my brother-in-law, but I didn't know yeah. if the pants were really worth it for guys or not. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Jared has a few pairs. I think he gets the Dickies brand ones too. Oh, I'll look into those. Canvas. Yeah. Okay. Um, and those, uh, those are, I think they even sell those at Walmart. And they look really nice too. Um, what was I thinking? Oh, Jared and Ransom both have the Bernie coveralls that are like, you know, one piece overall mm-hmm. things that are insulated. And then Valor has a pair that are Carhartt ones that he probably will have outgrown this year. But we just, mm-hmm. we keep them for like three seasons usually because we buy them yeah. too big and cut them up and then they just gradually grow into them until they're too short. Yeah. So. Yep. What's yeah, your splurge? That's a good one. Um, my splurge was a really good pillow for my bed. I looked into a ton of like non-toxic options and all this thing. And mm-hmm. it's just such a huge price difference for like 
an Amazon mattress like we have got in the past yeah. versus like a legit non-toxic mattress that like doesn't have flame retardants, doesn't, um, doesn't have like synthetic ingredients that are like have a wool top and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up just getting one that was semi cleaner than some than the one that mm-hmm. we had at least, but, um, it was still so cheap. I think our mattress was like two or $300 on Amazon oh. for king size. Um, but oh. I splurged on a pillow. So I was like, okay, my head is going to be on the pillow. So mm-hmm. I'm going to splurge on a nice pillow that is non-toxic. So I got an avocado brand pillow that is so amazing. And every night when I lay my head on it, I'm like, I'm really happy that I splurged on this. Okay. Is it squishy? It is squishy. It is like shredded up. Just do this type of squishy? No. (laughs) Okay. That is a pancake and that is way too thin for me. This one. I love it. (laughs) This one is, it's really heavy, but it is like shredded up memory foam. Oh, that doesn't. Wow. But you can squish it down as thin as you want it to be. Ooh, that does look really nice. It's good stuff. So you can like really form it around your head. And Mm -hmm. when you first get it in, you can take out as much as you want. So you can make it as bad as you want it to be. That's cool. And you can even order more of the stuffing stuff if you want it to be really firm and thick. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's my splurge. I was thinking of the other night, like, praise God for this pillow. I really love it. Can you wash it? Like the pillow itself? Do you know? Um... You can take all the stuff. It has a zipper, so you can take all the stuff out of the inside and wash it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the stuff on the inside is, like, literally shredded up. Like, I'm going to show you. It's like this. See that? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I don't even think it is shredded up memory foam. Like, it's shredded up something. I don't know what. I'm not sure if that would be memory foam or not. It's avocado brand, though? Yes. I'll have to keep an eye out for um. Black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So do you sleep with like a pregnancy pillow or anything? Um, no, not anymore. I just have had to kind of suck it up. Yeah. Honestly, I had one sleep- for my first pregnancy, but it was just so big to store afterwards. Yeah. And I don't like sleeping with them because I roll back and forth from side to side so yeah, much in the night. True. It's like you're trying to haul a child from one side of you to the yeah. other <laughs> anytime you turn over. So I was not a fan. Um, but I just have a king size pillow that's thin that I put between mm-hmm. my knees and kind of prop my belly mm-hmm. up on. And that's yeah. just fine for me. Yeah. And it's just like the other pillow on my bed. Because Jared has a buckwheat hull pillow. Do you know about this? No. <laughs> okay. So he was getting headaches a while back. Let me show you this. It's literally like a bean bag. It's a buckwheat hull pillow. It's literally like, it's a, it's like a bean bag. Oh, I've seen those. I felt those actually. Okay. Yeah. So what does it do then? He was getting headaches from neck things of a couple okay. years back. And he had read about buckwheat hole pillows and how great they are. It's, it's the weirdest feeling pillow. And I'm sure it would take a long time for me to adjust to it, but he loves it and swears by it. And that's all he sleeps on. Wow. And it's the kind of okay. thing that you can put in the oven and heat up if you, like, were having pain and you wanted to, like, warm it up. And the same, you could stick it in the freezer if you wanted to, because it's really small. It's, like, half the size of a normal, not even king-size pillow. Wow. And that's what he sleeps on at night? Mm-hmm. 
huh yeah it's a very weird feeling it's like a bean bag but harder like it, it's actually like hmm. holes that's weird it's very weird where did he get it was it online i'm assuming yeah. i think yeah. it was on amazon it, it was mm. cheap it was like 20 dollars, i think oh not wow. but um yeah he absolutely loves it anyways <laughs> Enough cool. So we <laughs> asked a couple weeks ago for some things that you guys wanted to hear us talk about. And um, we're going to be working through some of these topics coming up. And one of them, it was submission in marriage. And we thought that maybe we should go over that because we talk a lot about like feminism not being a good thing. We talk about like women's roles. Um, so maybe we should hit on um, why submission in marriage is important and why we feel that God calls women, wives in particular, to do this. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to lay a foundation for that today. Jimmy, get started of some things that I have. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Go for it. So I wrote down some scriptures that um, I feel speak the most clearly about submission. So we're not just like making this up or like have this some outdated, weird view of marriage. It's actually what God says in his word. So um, the best place to start is just saying that. So Ephesians 5.22 says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Mm. So um, it's telling us pretty clearly here that wives are to submit to their own husbands. Um, this isn't a all women submit to all men in the world. Correct. Um, this is a specific headship in marriage, in marriage that God lays out as what is good for marriage. This is what the man is to do. This is what the wife is to do. And then in first Peter. Okay. Likewise, wives be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. I love that passage so much. Thank you. Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Jared preached a sermon on this passage on Mother's Day of this year. Mm -hmm, um, that's I'm, good. Sure, I'm sure you could probably find it if you went back on the Christchurch podcast. But it was really, really encouraging and just admonished the women in our church like, hey, be Sarah's daughters. Um, do good and don't fear anything that's frightening. Obey his commands. <clears throat> obey God's commands and God's commands is submitting to your husband. And um, that's something I wanted to touch on in this, on this episode too, is in our submission to our husbands, we are ultimately submitting to God because it's a command that God gives us. So um, yes, our husbands are fallible, but God is not. So uh, I think we talked a little bit about this before, like in submitting to our husband, we are trusting in God's providence and his provision for our life and for our families. So we don't have to fear like, well, what if my husband makes the wrong decision? Your duty is to submit to your husband and trust the Lord. I wanna go back to something in the first Peter real quick. I'm in Becky's Puritan reading group and something she was talking about 
is it in here? Where uh, meekness, Matthew Henry opens the book, his book on meekness, quoting from this passage in First Peter. But she was talking in here about how, where, where it says, do not let the adorning be external. It's not that God doesn't want us to be adorned. It's just that he wants us to have the best kind of adornment mm -hmm. for certain, which is a meek and quiet spirit, especially as women. Um, and then something that I've been really challenged by recently from that first Peter chapter is that God's assessment of things are always true. Mm -hmm. And in this passage, the quiet spirit is very precious. Mm -hmm. And so when I start to feel like either to my husband or to my kids, like, you know, that, that little bit of anger that's like boiling over and I can choose to just spit out wrath right now. That's not what God says is precious. And so it's really challenging. Even my, um, my assessment of what I view as holy and righteous, mm -hmm. I want to be, I want to be assessing things based on God's word, not on the emotional feeling in the moment, you know? Yeah. I like that passage a lot right now. So first Corinthians 11, three is, I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of wife is her husband and the head of Christ is God. So I, I really just wanted to lay out some of these verses and I know that you can find more even just in submission, just to say like, if submission is denied and, and just really warred against in your own heart and in your marriage, then it's really an authority of the word issue that it's your pride saying, you know, I know better than God. So uh, really search the scriptures because submission is something that God calls us to. And it very clearly mm -hmm. calls us to. And I, I've heard before people use the Ephesians 521 passage, submit one to another and be oh, like, yeah. well, he's got to submit to me too. You know, <laughs> there's nowhere in scripture where husbands are told to submit to their wives. Um, that particular passage is talking about the body of Christ as we submit to one another. And then he literally goes to the next verse and says, this is what that looks like in marriage. So, um, in our marriage, it's not, it's not that we have like no say or anything like that, but it is that God has set up headship and that we should view that as beautiful because that's the way that God set it up. And we should trust that his commands, his wisdom, the way that he has set up the world are good and far better than anything that we could understand. And I've heard Jared talk about before, even in the incarnation, Christ submitted in all things, especially in the garden, whenever he said, not my will, but yours be done. That was Christ submitting to his headship of the heavenly father. So mm -hmm. if we, if we war against submission and think that it's something of a less value, more value situation, we can look to Christ and see, okay, this is not about value. This was about mm -hmm. God and his order. I think one of the ways we can both be a help to our husband in submission and still and not be a doormat is if we are just people that are interested in learning all of the time. So if there is a particular issue that your husband is having to make a decision over and whether or not you feel tempted to not submit in that way, take the time to learn about it yourself and to be openly and respectfully communicating with him about it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, just leave it in his hands and tell him like husbands need to verbally hear you say, I'm willing to do what, whatever decision you make, I'm sticking with you, go for it. Mm -hmm. They need to hear that. Submission doesn't mean silence in all issues. Like you said, yeah. there's a way to be respectfully submitted and yet give your opinion or, um, sort of help. Like we are called to be helpers. So if there's big decisions in your life, there's a way that it would be God glorifying to say, Hey, this is something that 
I have seen, this is something that I'm learning. Can we consider this together? Can we pray about this together? There's a yeah. way to do that. And then there's a way to be prideful and arrogant and think that you know better and that um, he's stupid and yeah. you have to submit to anything that he says because you don't trust him. Yeah. I think that there is, said we're going to do a podcast on this eventually, so I don't want to like talk too much about it, <laughs> but there is a sinful silence that a wife can have where she thinks that submission is just her being silent, um, mm -hmm. even in matters that could be sinful on the husband's part. And that's not what God calls us to in submission. No, not at all. Not at all. It is not a, it's a strong thing. It's not, it's not a weak thing to be um, submissive. I mean, it even says in that passage, do not fear. Like if you're one of Sarah's daughters, do not fear. To be fearless, you have to be strong. You have to be yeah. courageous. You have to have positive um, Christ-like virtue. That is not something that you can do while hiding in your bed all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I think the easy track in marriage is to be prideful. It is like the natural thing to happen is to think that you're always right, think that you know better, and to just follow your own heart. And yeah. um, the strong, courageous thing to do is to submit, to follow the Lord and to obey his commands. Yeah. It, submission is a very active pursuit, not, mm -hmm. not in any way a doormat laying down situation. Yeah. And I think too, when it does come to the, a wife who's being overly silent, the pride looks like you don't care that you're inconveniencing everyone else except yourself. It's easy for you to be quiet. And that's why you keep going that way. Mm -hmm. But that person may be more likely to have to challenge themselves by going outside the box, allowing themselves to be inconvenienced and actually helping and encouraging the husband to pursue Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what are some examples in your marriage throughout the years? Like, do you have examples of like, this was something that God had to really work on my heart to bring me to like joyful submission in or anything like that, or like growing in this? Yeah. Direction? I think really recently, Brian had told me a couple years ago that he wanted to start a school. And I was just like, no. And if we're doing that, I'm going to be your worst critic basically, which is the worst possible way to go into something as a wife. <laughs> um, and the Lord's been slowly working on me, but also like working on Brian in the midst of it, because I knew we kind of had two different visions that we were both growing in educationally. And so that process alone has been really cool to grow with Brian. And we're 100% like now on board with everything. But um, I have continued to like say, yes, I'll do this. Um, I'll take a step of faith and, you know, pursuing whatever it means to open a school as a church. And God's just been so kind in providing what we need specific things for me to see that, yes, Lexi, this is the direction we're going. Because in my head, I can get wrapped up in the pride of like, I don't know how this is going to work out. This is going to inconvenience me. It's not going to look the exact way I want, but I've still been trying to like move forward with the elders and my husband and just trusting God to work it out. And he, honestly, he's been providing in ways that I never, I never would have seen coming if I had just like dug in my heels and refused at all costs to do this. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's been cool. And it makes me feel like even more excited that I waited and I prayed to the Lord about my concerns instead of just, I mean, and it's not like I haven't shared any of this with Brian. Brian's always known, like there's things that I'm just not certain of. That's all. It's just uncertainty mm -hmm. on my end. But um, it's just been cool to be like, no, Lord, I trust you. And then 
to be able to be so excited when he answers those prayers as a result of like entrusting my family to him in this way. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. We talked about this on our respect episode, but like respect is something that goes hand in hand with submission. Like Mm -hmm. if you are respecting your husband, it's a lot easier to be submitting to him. And that's another God commands us to respect Mm -hmm. our husbands, not waiting for feelings to bubble up of respect, but actively respecting. And um, do you respect your husband? Do you respect what he's calling your family to? Like, even if you don't Mm -hmm. understand, do you respect that God has set him as the head over your family? Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's awesome. There Uh, has been a part for me too, that where my pride has had to die, um, it w- before it was me reading all the homeschool books and I felt like I had all the answers. And so when Brian would come and question me, I, it was never like, we never argued about this. I don't want it to sound like that. We've always been very on board with one another, but I, I had the tendency to be like, well, why do you want to know that? Like I read the book about it, mm-hmm. but now he's the one who's really, I mean, he's back in some master's classes at new St. Andrews right now, really taking up the reins of becoming equipped to educate the next generation mm-hmm. in a way that God has quieted my pride. And I'm now going to my husband for answers. Like, okay, so what would Quintilian do about this issue? Can you explain to me? You know what I mean? So it's just been cool to watch God raise him up as a leader in that way too. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, education and schooling was an area of submission in our marriage as well. Cause yeah. uh, Jared, ever since we've been married has wanted to either homeschool or Christian school. And we, whenever Ransom was going into preschool, we were trying to figure out like, okay, are we going to go to the local Christian school? Are we going to homeschool? What's our plan in this? We went and toured a couple different um, Christian schools. And we're like, okay, what, what's God's plan? Um, Mm -hmm. And it was definitely one of those, like, I have no idea. I have no idea what we're supposed to do. And (laughs) And Jared was like, I'm going to make this decision for our family. You can trust me yeah. and just, mm-hmm. just like pray and God will help me to lead our family. And I remember just being like, okay. And there was such peace that came with that, honestly. Yes. And it was really cool just to see the blessing that it is to have a head of our home that is willing to seek the Lord and make the decision and that it's not on my shoulders. Like God honestly did not create me to make the giant decisions for the family. Like he gave me the blessing of a husband and I'm very, very thankful for that. And the same, even with our curriculum for homeschooling, we've gone back and forth about if we should change curriculums, if we should stick with what we're at. And the same thing this year, whenever we yeah. were starting first grade, Jared was like, I'm going to pray about it and make the decision. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord, that there yeah. is a husband that, um, that takes responsibility for that in our family. And it is such a blessing. And I hope and pray that like more and more Christian women will really just rest in the blessing that that is and not mm-hmm. resist it, but really rest in that like, they are accountable for our family and, Mm -hmm. and that is a blessing to us that, that Mm -hmm. they are doing that for us. So, um, William Farley has written a series of books, um, like gospel power. I think it's gospel powered humility, gospel powered parenting. His books are great. Y'all should check them out if you haven't. But I remember in the gospel powered parenting one, he, he just talked about how like your marriage is the loudest sermon that's going to ever be preached to your kids. And I've always thought about that. And 
in just the way I conduct myself in front of my children before my husband with respectful and submissive um, conduct, because it's true. It's, it's saying something about the gospel to your children and to other people that are watching you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in our submission, are we showing our kids what it looks like to submit? Um, or will they, like we have two sons right now and a, a daughter in my belly. Um, will my sons think that they should question authority always? Should they question God when he gives, when he gives a word to them to obey or will they joyfully obey? And like, I want to, yeah. I want to be a good model of obeying the headship over myself. Mm -hmm. Um, so that they will joyfully model submission in the church and in their lives. I have another question. Why do you think people hate this so much? <laughs> I mean, I just, I think throughout history, the same sin that Eve struggled with creeps up and we call it different things. Um, right now it's feminism, but I just think, like you said, I think it all goes back to pride. We don't want to be told. Um, we just don't want to be told what to do. We don't want there to be given definitions of sin for us because it makes us feel bad. But I, I mean, part of me wonders if right now the reason why it's so warred against is because the gospel is also not clearly preached. So, I mean, imagine if a, if a wife who realizes I am actively struggling with sinning against my husband in this way, but she doesn't have the gospel solution to it. Of course, she's going to want to just say, well, shoot, I need to just, you know, be a feminist then and get rid of my husband and get rid of my kids and get on the pill and all those things. But that's not an actual long-term eternal solution. So I do think that's part of it is we just don't have the tools anymore to even know how to deal with this, this sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make our own up. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So then if there is a wife that's recognizing I have not been submitting to my husband, I've been warring against God's mm -hmm. command to me. Um, what's the next step for her? To go repent to her husband, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Definitely talk to her husband. Yeah. And I think, um, it speaks volumes to husbands when you say things like, Hey, I'm sorry that I have not been joyfully submitting to you and to the Lord. Yeah. This, um, and I want to, and that's, yeah. that's what I'm striving for now. And I trust mm -hmm. you and I'm on board with you and I'm burning the ships behind me and, yes. um, and I'm on board with you. And I, there has been different times of that in our marriage where, um, where I've said things like that to Jared, just like, Hey, where you go, I go, you know, like I'm, I'm yeah. in this and mm -hmm. I'm going anywhere. Like no matter what happens, we are in this together. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and he has said to me that those words have meant a lot. So yeah, yeah. Agreed. Repenting to your husband, to the Lord and striving for obedience. I've also had friends who have really struggled with this, who have come to me and have said like, I'm really sorry the way I've represented my husband to you is just totally disrespectful. And, um, and then, so I think also along with talking to your husband is cut off any of those lines of complaint that you have just allowed to flow consistently. Yeah. Yeah. So. Agreed. Um, in, in our marriage, we were talking about this the other day. We honestly strive to be united in all things in our marriage. And I feel yeah. that there is a, um, notion that like, it's totally fine for you to like disagree on different issues with your husband and like, just have different opinions on things. But for us, we've been like, but why, 
Like, why not, why not really both study and search and pray yeah. and come to a united conclusion? So I think that, that that honestly helps a ton in with submission because there's mm-hmm. there's nothing at the moment. I mean, there has been things that we have had to struggle through, but there's nothing at the moment that we really actively disagree on. Um, yeah. Because no. both- I mean, and I think the only way as Christians that you can be content doing that in your marriage is if you're compartmentalizing parts of your faith. Mm. And, and that's, that's a problem if that's how your marriage is conducted, because it means Christ is not actually Lord over all of your life. Mm. Just the parts you're okay with him being Lord over. Yeah. Yeah. So my advice is, you know, really pray. And I don't want to use the word fight it out, but like pray and work it out. Like Mm -hmm. study for for things that you disagree on. Be like, Hey, let's, let's try for unity in this. Mm-hmm. Maybe a rocky road, but like, give me books to read. I'll give you things yeah. to read. Like there's, there's been things yeah. that I've read just because I wasn't sure if I agreed with Jared and it's like, give me a book, you know, let me see yeah, if yeah. I come to the yeah. same conclusion and, yeah. and vice versa. There's been things that I'm like, I don't know if that's right. And he has read things or listened to things or whatever. And, um, and yeah, I think it's, it's important to like be actively using our minds and our hearts and our spirits and marriage to be united in all things. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, that's about all I have to say on submission. What about you? I think so. I think that mm-hmm. covers it. Covers the broad principle. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. If you have any more questions about submission, be sure to write them in. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.